Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy Jared, a.k.a. Statman from the Amiibros podcast. Coming to you live. I always give you my uh, weekend picks. So I wanted to... Uh, Get them a little bit earlier to you guys today. Sitting here, pretty pissed off. Just got done watching Atlanta Braves give up 10 runs in the first inning. Guys, you can't walk guys with the bases loaded, especially the pitcher. I'm going to get off that, get into some uh, some of the NFL games we got coming up this weekend, get into some of my college picks that I want to definitely go over because I have some good picks for you guys that I think will look nicely uh, upon your bank account if you decide to go along with me. But first, I want to get into one topic that I'm really, really looking forward to. This weekend, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, battle of the 2017 I should say the top quarterbacks. They weren't the top selected because somehow Mitchell Trubisky went number two. But two of the greatest quarterback prospects we've had in the history of the league from a statistical standpoint. Um, right now, if you look at it, career quarterback rating, uh, minimum of 20 starts. Patrick Mahomes has the number one quarterback rating in the history of the league, and Deshaun Watson has the second highest quarterback rating in the history of the league. Now, obviously, some of that's due to the rule changes, et cetera. But I think that shows you the elite class that they're in as quarterbacks and why I'm so much looking forward to this matchup. And a lot of people, you, you might say, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be that competitive. Mahomes lost last week. He's going to come out mad, et cetera, et cetera. And about how, you know, this, this matchup, you know, I, I can tell you guys I think it's, a, uh, I think it's one of the best matchups you're going to see uh, in the entire season. But a lot of people might not understand how close this comparison is between Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Let me go through this from a statistical standpoint. Right now, top three quarterbacks in the league, and, and I'm not saying historically, I'm not saying, oh, if this is a playoff game. If you're looking at who's played the best over this season, the top three quarterbacks are Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson. And if you're going back even last year, you know, look at the stats. Deshaun Watson over his last 15 starts, last 15 games overall, but last 15 starts because he started out every game, 33 total touchdowns, three interceptions. So he's got 28 total passing, five rushing, and three interceptions. And you're looking at that. His quarterback rating this season is over 115, second in the league behind uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, likewise, this, this season is uh, third. He's got 114 and change as a quarterback rating. Deshaun Watson this year leads the NFL in total touchdowns with 14, only one interception. Patrick Mahomes has a total of uh, 12 touchdowns, uh, zero interceptions. Russell Wilson has a total of 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions. So you're looking at guys that are playing this position at an elite level who are athletic enough to be able to withstand uh, things not in their way from either a skill set standpoint because a lot of the uh, players have gotten injured or whether that be the offensive line has been dinged up, banged up, or just not very good. Uh, these are guys that have extreme skill set to be able to play in any condition, to be able to play versus any type of defense, and to be able to give you points and to be able to score. So look, when you look at Watson, Patrick Mahomes, if I told you right now that 
you know, obviously they started, they're, they're, they were drafted in the same year. Watson has more total touchdowns in his career than Patrick Mahomes. You probably think I was lying. Not. If you look at it, Deshaun Watson has 66 career total touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes has 63. Now, obviously, Deshaun has started five more games. But five more games, and you compare that to, obviously, from a play-calling standpoint, Andy Reid's one of the greatest play calls we've had from a quarterback standpoint in the history of the league. Uh, you can go through all the quarterbacks that he's coached. They've all gotten better significantly when they play with him. Uh, you can go all the way back from Brett Favre when he was a coordinator to Donovan McNabb to Kevin Cobb to Michael Vick to Alex Smith. Um I mean, you, you, you had, even if, if you guys don't remember, when McNabb kept getting hurt and they would bring in A.J. Feely and he looked great and they bring in Ty Detmer and he looked great and they bring in Jeff Garcia and he looked great. One of the things that Pat Mahomes has an advantage is if you look at what Andy Reid does with quarterbacks, it's similar to what Mike D'Antoni does with offenses with point guards. Uh, the numbers are going to be somewhat inflated and it doesn't take anything away. I mean, obviously James Harden's a significantly more talented player than a uh, Jeremy Lin. So Jeremy Lin's elevation is more false than you know what you get when you match an elite talent like a James Harden with a uh, uh, Mike D'Antoni, or likewise like you match an Andy Reid with a. But I want us to look back at 2017, which was Alex Smith's last year in Kansas City. Eight games of the season, midway through the season, Vegas odds-on favorite to win MVP was Alex Smith. And I think we can all agree, Alex Smith is not an MVP caliber quarterback. It's a lot to do with the scheming that they're able to do. Also, if you're comparing the two, from a skill set, from a weapon standpoint, there's no comparison. DeAndre Hopkins, I believe, is the best receiver in the league. I believe the Texans, when they're healthy, have a top five receiving core. But if you look at the last year, last year, Will Fuller missed, I believe, 10 games. Um, I believe Kiki Kuti missed 10 games. They replaced uh, Will Fuller with Demarius Thomas, who then tore his Achilles. So if you take his top three receivers, um, they, they all missed significant time. The top two of three missed over eight games. Um, you look at the tight end position, obviously Travis Kelsey is an upgrade over Jordan Akins or Jordan Thomas or any of the guys that, you know, right now I think, you know, this season we, we just brought in uh, Darren Fells, uh, who, who looked great last weekend. But Clearly, they're not Travis Kelsey. So from a skill set and, uh, and that, that standpoint, he's, he's had the advantage as well. Lastly, uh, I think you got to see last week how it looks when you're Patrick Mahomes and your offensive line gets injured and they're not able to protect because that's the kind of protection that Deshaun Watson's gotten throughout his career. Now, luckily, uh, the Texans have found a great lineup to be able to neutralize the pass rush to be able to secure it. Um, everybody that looked at the performance that the Texans had two weeks ago versus the, the uh, Panthers, they typically ignore the fact that Zach Fulton, the right guard, missed the game, and then Titus Howard, the right tackle, got injured in the second quarter. So when that happened, you had an entire right side of the line that was Greg Mance and uh, uh, another backup. Uh, it was the third string uh right tackle because the backup right tackle was Chantrell Henderson who was out with an illness so uh, the Panthers simply blitzed up the right side and, and you saw it Patrick Mahomes versus the Colts and likewise with, with the Panthers if you can get pressure with four or even three which the the Colts were able to do to Mahomes a little bit and you can drop back eight it's going to be very hard to dissect the defense and so I think some of the numbers that are skewed towards Mahomes should be brought back into consideration when you consider Andy Reid, his influence, Deshaun Watson, what he's had to deal with from an offensive line, as well as the advantage that Mahomes has had from a superior skill set um, based on his talent around. Tyreek Hill is 
basically unguardable. Um, whenever you have Sammy Watkins as your number three receiver on a team, um, then you have Demetrius uh, Demarcus Robinson. Um, you have Miko Harmon now. I mean, I mean, they got, they got uh, I can't even think of the other kid's name. Uh, Press something. I can't can't think of his name. But either way, immense amount of talent. I think this week is going to be extremely interesting, and I will tell you one of the reasons why. Obviously, I've gone through a little bit of the historical perspective. These are the two highest quarterback ratings uh, of players facing each other in in any game in the history of the NFL. But I think you're going to get a, a fair comparison of, of similar rosters, similar lineups uh, going versus each other because I think right now you get Eric Fisher who's going to be out. That offensive line is going to look similar to what the Texans have, has ha- have had to do, deal with um, over the last you know year, year and a half. Um, I think obviously you, you got Sammy Watkins who's a little dinged up. Tyreek Hill likely will play in this game. He's been a limited participant in practice. Travis Kelsey will likely be there. So when you look at it from a weapon standpoint, it should be somewhat similar. Uh, Sammy Watkins, like I said, likely will miss the game. Uh, Kenny Stills may be back for this game. He missed last week. Um, So I'm looking forward to this matchup. I will tell you right now, my money would go on the Texans. That line, if you could have gotten at the beginning when the line was uh, Texans plus eight, I would have jumped on it as quickly as possible. Now that line is five, but just from a historical perspective, Deshaun's lost one game in the history, or he's lost one game in in his pro career um, by more than a touchdown. Um, That was last year's playoff game versus the Colts. And with that being said, he's lost one game since his junior year of high school by more than a touchdown. So if you're giving me five points close enough to a touchdown, I'm going to go ahead and take the Texans. I think the Texans went outright. My score in that game is 35-32. to 32. I think it's a somewhat high-scoring game. The Texans have an ability to be able to get after the pass rush and get after the quarterback with their pass rush, but their secondary has been suspect. Um, so I expect there to be a lot of points, but I don't trust the Chiefs as well. I expect Deshaun to get the best of this. Another random fact that uh, a lot of people don't look at, uh, Patrick Mahomes is 0-4 in his last four primetime games. Deshaun Watson in his primetime career, I believe, is 6-2. If you look at the games he's lost in primetime, it was versus the Chiefs of two years ago where he put up 38 points, I believe the number was. And it was uh, Monday Night Football to open the season versus the Saints where he gave the Texans a touchdown uh, to take the lead with... I believe the time was 32 seconds to go on the clock, and they just let them march down the field to kick a field goal. So I, I'm going to trust that Deshaun's going to get the job done. Prime time, he typically plays. Another time I want to get into a little bit, and this is something that I don't like talking about because I, I never like talking about somebody losing their money or, or, or encouraging that, but that is giving money away right now. At this point, I, I don't think it's a significant amount of money, but I think when that, whenever you know you're playing versus three terrible teams to start, you sell high. You go and try to sign that contract then because your, your, your net worth is never going to be higher than at your best moment. I tell people, you close a huge account and you want to raise, ask for the raise then because you know what? They're not going to give it to you in, in, in six months when your numbers are down. Likewise, if you're Dak Prescott and you know, all right, I, I get to play the Dolphins, the, 40, I mean, the Redskins, and the Giants as my first three games. Before you go to New Orleans, negotiate your contract, sign it. I don't care if it's a, a number that, oh, maybe we could get that number slightly higher. Don't risk it. Now you're coming into a situation where you lost your last two games. You're going to a game versus the Jets that are winless, but they're winless because of the fact that Sam Darnold had mono. Sam Darnold has been uh, activated for this game. He will be playing. And one of the things that you're going to get to see is their only loss was a close game 17-16 to to the Bills. Uh, I don't expect Sam Darnold to look like his normal self because that model takes a lot out of you. But Sam Darnold took all the first-team reps last week. I think he's building up. I think he'll be 
obviously an upgrade over Luke Falk. Um, and I think it's going to be a game to where you're going to look at it and say, any team can win. And that defense, you know, as, as, as maligned as they, uh, they were from an offensive standpoint last week, uh, the offense gave up two defensive touchdowns. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, uh, Philly didn't look great versus that Jets defense. That Jets defense has uh, players everywhere, Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams, uh, Quentin Williams. You got, you got guys all around there that can make plays. I'm looking forward to a very, very contested game. I think he should have taken the money when he had the opportunity. Now, next, I want to get into some of the college weekend picks. We got some games coming up that I want to go through. Uh, this is one of my favorite weekends of college football of the season. We got four games that I'm really looking forward to seeing, but three games that are really going to be a pivotal to, to who's going to uh, make it to the college football playoffs. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. If you look at the games, you got the LSU Tigers playing versus Florida at LSU. Uh, you got Alabama going to Texas A&M in a game that I think is going to be a lot closer than most people think. I could see Alabama actually losing that game, but I'll get into that. The next game, you got Clemson versus Florida State, which I like. Obviously, um, went to Clemson. I'm a fan of, of, of Clemson and Dabo. Uh, but this rivalry is just a game I like to see, although you know, I think Clemson's going to gonna dominate that game, which I'll get into in a second. River rivalry. I dare anybody to try to say that. 10 times fast um, that is a Saturday noon kickoff game so that'll be the first one I'll get into from a pick standpoint look I'm expecting Oklahoma to win the game versus Texas right now you can get Oklahoma minus 10 and a half points I'm not sure if you saw Oklahoma's defense versus Kansas but I'm clearly not giving up 10 and a half points versus Texas uh Texas has a quarterback in Sam Ellinger who beat them last year versus that similar defense. They changed defensive coordinators, but mostly the same personnel. Scored 48 points on that defense. And as much as Jalen Hurts looks really good, Texas, I mean, they're not great defensively. They're better than everybody that Oklahoma's faced. And if you look at the teams they face, Houston obviously was, was uh, a dud this year. Uh, half the team, it seems like, is, is redshirting so they can come back for a senior year again uh, and try to, try to go after it. Uh, UCLA is terrible. We know that. Um, Kansas is terrible. We know that. I mean, they haven't played a a great schedule. I expect Oklahoma to win a very close game. But if you're giving me 10.5 points, my first weekend pick is take Texas plus 10.5 points. They could win the game outright. I don't expect it because I think Jalen Hurts is going to be on a mission to prove how good he is, how he should have. He probably should have been the, the starting quarterback at Alabama. And, you know, that they're, they're, they're for real. But I'm not giving you, I'm not laying 10.5 points. Next game, Alabama-Texas A&M. Uh, depending on where you're looking at, that that line I've seen it, and they've taken it off the board for a second, but that line I saw at 17 points a little earlier this week. Uh, if you can get Texas A&M plus 17 points or plus 17.5 points is even better, take Texas A&M. Look, Kellen Mond has not played well for a lot of the games this season. I'm not going to lie. That Clemson game, he played awful. There were opportunities that game, and he just didn't hit any targets. But Texas A&M is tough to beat at Texas A&M. And they're looking at a season right now where this is their bowl game. This is their playoff game. I don't think they really looked at Auburn as the – obviously, they're not the same type of program Alabama is. They're getting up for this game. This game's at Cowfield. I was there last year. That, game, that, that crowd's going to be rowdy. And one of the things that I think is overstated is Alabama's defense. They haven't played very well this year. I'm not sure if you guys watched the Duke game. Duke moved the ball up and down the field. They couldn't convert a lot of times because just from a personnel standpoint, their quarterback 
Quincy Harris or whatever his name is. He's not a very accurate passer. Uh, but they moved the ball up and down the field. South Carolina moved the ball up and down the field. Uh, I believe Ole Miss put up 31 points on that defense. The injury that they had at middle linebacker to Dylan Moses is a lot more um, – it's a lot a lot bigger deal than we make, make out of it. I mean, I think right now – I think Alabama's taken at least two losses this year. I think when you look at what they're going to have from a standpoint, um, I, I, th- I think it's going to be limited defensively. And I don't think Texas A&M is going to allow them to just, just throw slant routes and let Waddle and uh, Jerry Judy and uh, you know all, all those speed receivers here, Henry Ruggs the third, and I can't Devontae Smith I believe is the last guy. I mean, they, I don't think he's going. They're just going to let them. You know, take slants 80 yards. Now, if that's the case, then yeah, it's going to be an easy game. But I, I would tell you right now, my bet is A&M plus 17 or 17 and a half points, whatever you can get that at, the highest you can get it at. The next game is the Clemson-Florida State game. Right now, this is the game you want to take your money and put it on Clemson as quickly as you can. Clemson is 27-point favorite. The game is at Clemson, and Clemson got a week and a half, actually two weeks, they had a bye week, to stew over the UNC game that they barely won. How do you think Dabo made those two weeks? Also, they get a chance to heal up. One of the, the, the less reported stories, Trevor Lawrence apparently had a uh, bruised shoulder from the Texas A&M game, got an MRI on it. Guess He gets an extra week to be able to, to rest it, to be able to allow it to heal. And I expect them to come out in vengeance mode and destroy Florida State. Last year at Florida State, Clemson beat them by 49 points. If I'm only having to give up 27 points, which means four touchdowns wins me the game, take Clemson minus 27 points. Last game, LSU minus 13 points. God, is this is this a joke? Is is am, am I being punked right now? Have you guys seen LSU's defense? I mean, I just talked about Texas, but Texas literally should have been tied with LSU. The only reason they weren't is because the running back dropped a wide-open touchdown in the end zone. And I get Florida with Kyle Trask, who I think is a lot better player than Felipe Franks with that offense. And I get a defense that's solid. Now, I would tell, take LSU to win the game. 13 points? Come on. Like, I... I don't even I don't even get that line at all. Um, I mean, LSU gave up a ton of points, a ton of yards to a lot of bad offenses. Florida's offense can move the ball. They have cornerbacks all the time. I, I just don't see any scenario LSU winning the game by 13 points. And I, and I I would pick LSU to win it. I would pick LSU to win probably by seven, maybe three, somewhere in that range. 13 points. Give me Florida plus 13. I think that's one of the easiest bets of the weekend. Bonus pick, um, you got Notre Dame going versus USC. Uh, Kadan Slovis is back for USC, uh, the freshman quarterback um, who got injured. It was replaced after his injury. Um, I would take Notre Dame's only a 10.5-point favorite. I would take Notre Dame to cover that spread because I think they're more talented. But what I will tell you is if you're going to bet Notre Dame, if you can get um, the the early spread, your first half spread, uh, anywhere under seven points, take Notre Dame early. I think the game could get dicier later. Kadon Slovis has had a tendency to be able to throw the ball um, much better in the second halves than he has in the first half. Um, I would expect Notre Dame to jump out on him. The game is in South Bend, um, and then I would expect USC to make a, a late comeback, but I, I would expect Notre Dame to win that game by 14 points. I'm going 35-21, to 21, so take Notre Dame and give up those points. Uh, guys, Last week was two and one. 
got back on the winning side. I told you guys we were getting it back together. Um, I'm looking forward to you guys uh, winning some money back. I had a, a rough two-week stretch, but we're back on it now. So I'll give you guys uh, five picks this week, five picks just to recap. Um, if you can get Texas right now, they're getting 10.5 points versus Oklahoma. That is free money. Uh, if you can get Alabama and Texas A&M, if you can get Texas A&M at plus 17.5, free money. Clemson, minus 27, free money versus Florida State. Uh, if you can get Notre Dame, minus 10.5, free money. And then lastly, I think this is the best bet of the weekend. If you can get Florida my, or plus 13 points versus LSU, take it and run with it. Run to the bank, deposit it, and uh, be a winner. Uh, that's about it. Um, RIP to my Braves this season. Um, look, man, we need to get a little bit more pitching. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. is one of the greatest baseball players we have ever seen. And Freddie Freeman is one of the best first basemen we have in the league and is a, a, a very, very good player. We have talent. Pitching, I mean, that that was atrocious today. Um, nothing else I can say about it. Um, but, hey, look, it's always next year. I guess I sound like a Cowboys fan. I'm out. Peace.